What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. I am Sean, your gracious host for the evening. Um, and it's this is just going to be an episode of, of yelling back and forth because uh, our, uh, our our bearded bearded leader himself, uh, Randy Hall, is is gone for the day. So I'm stuck with the bald one. Yes. And uh, I know we're audio only right now, but boy, oh boy, do I need a haircut. I'm looking like like a Gramps. Uh, I also like how you called Randy the the bearded leader, like a play on fearless leader. I enjoy that. That should be his Twitter handle, and we should tell him. And I don't think so, because then it implies that Randy is the leader of the cut, and we both know that's not true. That's accurate, yeah. You're right. <laughs> uh, we got to think of something for him, though. I, uh, we got to think of something for me. Yours is an easy one. You're bald. That's true. You're a man, I think. So it. And yeah. FF. Yeah. You just add FF to everything yeah. and you get more clips. That's, so. Bro, That's we've, been, we've been doing this for a year and a half now. That's pretty much what I sufficed. Like, that's pretty much what I was able to come up with is that you just add FF to stuff and you, you seem like you know what you're talking about. Honestly, dude. <laughs> uh, Christ. All right. Um, so uh, welcome back. Uh, we are we're excited to get into it here today. We are going to, uh, as always, for our Thursday episode, we're going to get uh, do some starts and sits. They are just going to be mine and Christian's. Um, we, we Unfortunately, before Randy went off on his own, he uh, he, he didn't add in some names. But uh, we will tweet from the cut account his starts of the week. Um, either tomorrow or over the weekend before leading up to Sunday. I doubt Randy's going to have anybody um, that's going to involve tomorrow night's game because for the love of God, don't. Um, but we're going to before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think he's not even an active player right now. He will be tomorrow because You're, of this. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> so, but before we do that, we're going to do uh, a, do you want to do the preview first, or do you want to do the start set first? Let's do the start set first, but before we do that, I should mention, obviously, Randy is not with us tonight. He's, he's uh, hashtag, gone for a... Hashtag RuckFandy. Yeah, hashtag RuckFandy. Um, but that means that our our live show on Saturday is going to be like... Perhaps <laughs> you're, solo. You're, you're sitting in front of the camera. I mean, honestly, like that might happen. I might write an article. Randy said he could text back and forth and give his thing, so I could just kind of read off for him. It'd basically be a really long monologue of you so guys listening to me. Though, like, so. so is he gone? Like, is he just in North Carolina for the whole week? I think so, dude. I think it's like it's not even the bachelor party because he was there already. Oh, no, it's, so it's the actual wedding. I think. Yeah, it's a whole week. I mean, I I like it. You know, nice long vacation. Yeah. And, Wedding and um, drunkness. Drunkness. <laughs> anytime. I mean, anytime you talk about Randy, I don't. I don't. I don't think you can ever keep drunk out of the question. Um, but okay. All right. So yeah. So stay tuned for uh, Saturday's DFS preview. Uh, DFS picks. Um, I, I probably won't. Um, won't contribute. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> well, I, I do have to work Sunday morning, so I wouldn't be able to do the live stream anyway. Um, okay, so let's do some rapid fire start sits. We had a couple questions submitted to us by different entities. So 
first one is submitted by at I am Sean. Unfortunately, it's the incorrect way to spell it, but we'll let it slide this time. Um, the correct Rob, one. shut up, Robert. You don't even know Christian. There's no different way to spell that. My my second name out of my four is Sean, but it's spelled that way. If you didn't know, you have two you know. middle names. I sure do. I You're sure do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give the second one just to remain mysterious, but Henry. But yes, you're a loser. Um, no, so Robert Tunyon or Rob Gronkowski? This is pretty easily Gronk for me. Yeah. So I actually, I think if Aaron Jones plays tomorrow, which or today, once you're listening to this, but I, I do think that I would probably play Gronk. But right now, I have Tunyon ranked ahead because. There's going to be a lot of running back targets that I think go to Tunyon instead and probably Jay Sternberger because I don't think they're passing to Dexter Williams. I think so. this could be I think this could be a bigger game for the receivers, though. The Niners are good against tight ends. I know that they did. They traded away Quan Alexander, but they do still have Fred Werner. And I, I get the feeling yeah. that there's a lot of the game. Fred Werner is going to be matched up on Tunyon. And, and you 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 tweeted before the season started how athletic. Warner is and it's kind of been put our put into fruition already. So um yeah, I I would go Gronkowski. The um obviously Antonio Brown is probably gonna make, be making his debut. It doesn't scare me as much because I get the feeling they're just gonna they're gonna throw the ball a ton in this game. Um and a ton yen. No, it's a, a different yen. team, you jerk. Um I know, but you said a ton. <laughs> plus i mean it's a great matchup the saints are uh bottom third against tight ends um i the last two weeks it hasn't they haven't really done much but that's because they've gone up against ian thomas and jimmy graham the ghost of jimmy graham um but i'm not a, i'm not too scared of antonio brown coming in um i don't see a scenario where tom brady doesn't air it out a lot and that's a, I believe it's a primetime game, right? Sunday night. I think that's Sunday night. Yes. Sounds right. So picking up, picking up on that, then um, same game, then same team, Chris Godwin or Rob Gronkowski. This was submitted by at Wonton Sean or something like that. Uh, thanks for, thanks for adding that little bit in Christian. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, um, so Godwin did practice in full today. It does sound like he's going to be back. Don't know if he's going to be wearing anything protective on his thumb. Um, Not sure how that works. But of the two, I mean, I'd probably still go Godwin. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it it hinges on if he plays. You have a lot of time, and it's good. Like, this is a good, good thing to point out. Like, you have a pivot if Godwin doesn't go. It's Gronk, so yeah, right. Uh, but I would have to say Godwin over Gronk yeah. fairly easily. All right, so um, the next one was actually submitted by one of our sponsors, um, Mugs Fly Together. So we appreciate that. Uh, the question is: Pick two out of Hunter Henry, Brandon Cooks, and Janu Smith. So Janu Smith has had a couple of really disappointing weeks after the crazy start that he had to the season. Um, I mean, he's had four catches in his last two games on uh, eight total targets. And the, and the only issue um, the other way with Hunter Henry is he's basically touchdown or bust. Like, if, if, if he scores a touchdown, 
he's fine. But otherwise, in games that he had, he has one touchdown all season, and he scored 12, 14, 10 fantasy points, but then 5, 5, and 7. Um, like obviously, since they made the switch to Herbert. Um, with, and, the, and those are the games that he doesn't score. Um, so three out of the last four, he's had single-digit points, uh, nothing over seven. Um, for me, it's definitely Brandon Cooks. And then I would probably just go with the matchup here for my second choice. And right now, the Bears are 25th against the tight end position compared to the Raiders actually being 10th. So I would probably just lean uh, Smith based on that. That's exactly my thought process here. Tight ends are wasteland. If you have another flyer wide receiver, I may even consider playing someone else uh, over those two tight ends, which, I mean, it sounds like the, uh, they're flexing either Henry or Smith, so I would assume they have like a Kelsey or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would go Cooks and Janu and just fucking hope that John who gets right, what sucks is he's been his so he got hurt in one game, but then he had two bad games, and two of that both of them were with Corey Davis on the field. I think that and that's the problem. I know. And I don't like I think John Smith is more talented than Corey Davis, as much as I still like Corey Davis, but I don't know why Corey Davis is I mean, he's been productive. I can't really complain. Their offense looks great, but I think John who is is gonna gonna get his here soon uh i hope it's this week i have it ranked that way so i would i would lean that way and and i i mean another thing too pittsburgh is top five against tight ends i know you had talked about it um i think it was when the game was originally scheduled before it got moved that you weren't afraid of that matchup with pittsburgh even though they are a good team against tight ends but i i i think that could have that, that played a part in it i guess pittsburgh technically was two weeks ago but um I mean, that's one of the reasons why he struggled. And then, uh, who did they play last week? You know, that's a phenomenal question. It was okay. Uh, so it was the Bengals, and I mean, he, he did still finish in the top twelve. Like, um, well, I, he he, I guess, I, I guess the the uh, did Ferkser have a Ferkser must have had a couple catches because as a whole, they fin- yeah, he did. So as a whole, like Johnny and Ferkser finished top twelve. Um, it, it was a, it was an, it was the eleventh performance. So I don't know. You you have to think that Smith, there's another one of those big games coming for Smith. So um, I, I'd be fine playing him. And then our last question is uh, now: Is this picking one of them? Yes. It's submitted by Ad Axel Exp. Uh, Tim Patrick, Matt Breida, or Jacoby Myers. So let me look and see really quick what the update on Tim Patrick is, because obviously he was out last week. He did. He was limited in practice. Matt Breida missed practice today. I don't think it's going to cost him the game. I think he'll yeah. be back. Um, but he is probably the starter now with Miles Gaskin out multiple weeks, and then um, Jacoby Myers. Is has out he was he out targeted um Demir Bird and Nikhil no Nikhil Harry no Julian Edelman last week and uh Jacoby Myers did have 10 targets. I 
probably think he's going to be the target leader again because I don't think Edelman or uh, Harry play. But of the three, I would probably go Breida. Yeah, I think uh, for for the reasons you listed about Jacoby Myers, I think I have to lean that way, especially with the other two being questionable. I do think Tim Patrick is better uh, if he's fully healthy. I also think that a lot of a lot of his run um, came with Drew Locke hurt, and I'm not saying that that correlates. I think they had one big game together, but. I, I will say, like, Drew Locke had a, a, a chemistry with Deshaun Hamilton last week. I, you know, I, I kind of think he'll earn some more sta- snaps. Tim Patrick isn't and, like a, the Jerry Judy there, you know. I th- and I think I think you have to be thinking that, uh, like, sitting on the fact that Judy's big, I think a, a big-time Judy performance is coming. I'm starting Judy over a lot of people this week, Me too. Me too. Um, and and for that reason, I would go Jacoby Myers because I know it's like they they might not be the best targets, but there's a lot of targets there. And so, with the other two, there's too much uncertainty. And the two games that Patrick played uh, with Locke uh, when Locke came back from his injury, uh, Patrick had four for 101 on eight targets in week six against New Orleans or uh, New England. And then week seven against Kansas City, he did only have three for 44 on four targets, but he got hurt in that game. So Locke has looked to him. But again, I, I do I I I do feel like uh, Jerry Judy, uh, one of those breakout games is, is going to come. I mean, he did have he had ten targets against LA um, last week, which makes yeah. me very. I didn't know that going into this, but that makes me very happy for where I have him ranked. I actually this week have Jerry Judy ranked at uh, wide receiver. I moved him up. I have him wide receiver twenty three. I'm actually one spot ahead of you. Suck it. I have him at 24, though. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's get into our... So I, I kind of want to like say Thursday night preview with a question mark. I, I, this game's going to be... What the crazy thing is, this game's going to be played. Like The Packers already flew to San Francisco. Like th- This game is happening tomorrow, which is absolutely nuts. So um, for our listeners that... that uh, have been kind of not paying attention to football because of uh, it's not like there's anything else big going on in the country right now. I don't want to get into it. Um, but for the 49ers, they lost Tevin Coleman last week. He's going to be out at least this week, probably multiple weeks. Um, George Kittle is out eight weeks, so he's kind of irrelevant for the fantasy season. And their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, re-aggravated his ankle injury to the point where we, me and Christian had figured it was out past, like he was just going to be out past their bye week in week 11. They're saying that Jimmy Garoppolo might not come back the rest of the season. There's a very distinct possibility. Jimmy Garoppolo played his last game as the San Francisco 49ers starting quarterback. There's a very, very realistic chance there. Don't you think? Yeah, man. I, I, I think, you know, I think there's an out in his contract. I think they're trying to lose games. Um, pretty clearly they just, they said, here, you want some COVID? Here you go. Um, (laughs) no, I, I, I don't think they're like tanking or anything, but I do think they would like a shot at Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. And that's not going to happen. They already have four wins. There's no way. Yeah. But if they stay at four wins, I, obviously the jets aren't getting there, but the giants aren't getting there either. 
True. But those teams are both stupid. And True. so they could trade out of that pick. Um, so Yeah, but I mean, you look at that and like, even with this, I would argue that they're a better team than Jacksonville with a six-round rookie at quarterback because there's a very good chance that Gardner Minshew just doesn't get his job back even when he comes back. Um, like, uh, is, is Jacksonville really a better team than them? I don't think so. I mean, Houston's one and six. Um, the, the Falcons are two and six. Fal- like, Dallas is not going to win a game the rest of the season if they're going to continue to start Ben DiNucci, Cooper Rush, and Gary Gilbert. I think if you put all three of those guys on the field together at the same time, they still won't win another game. Like, three different quarterbacks, like, if you, even if you, like, flipped the ball and you didn't know which one was going to, like, actually throw to somebody, they would still go, like, 10 for 30. Um, but, like, but to, to, to your point about the Niners, there's just so many bad teams that I don't see that scenario happening. I, I do think that they're going to be a popular free agent destination if there's a quarterback like a Jameis Winston or an Andy Dalton. No, maybe not Andy Dalton anymore. But like like Jameis Winston on a one-year deal with New Orleans, if Drew Brees decides to bring it back one more year, like why wouldn't Jameis Winston go to San Francisco and go play for Kyle Shanahan? Listen, man, I don't even think it's a Jameis Winston. I, th- I think it's a Dak Prescott. I think we yeah. could seriously yeah. consider that's Dak. Very, that's a and very that, that would be, fair point. That would be one fucking incredible that, offense that all, with Ayuk yeah. and Debo and Kittle. Oh my god! Yeah. But anyway, so title contender. yeah, that would be nuts. But okay, let's let's reel it back in here for the actual <laughs> game. That it no, it, we both it's fine. Um, so this Green is Bay, more interesting than the game. It is Green Bay <laughs> is a seven point favorite on the road. It's a forty nine point over under. Um, so the news came out today that Kendrick Bourne tested positive for COVID nineteen. Um, meaning he's out for tomorrow. So you have no George Kittle, no Tevin Coleman, no Ma- no um, uh, Raheem Mostert, and then Debo Samuel, who I don't think was going to play anyway, um, was listed as a close contact. So was Trent Williams. So both those guys are going to be out for this game. So the question is also before, I, I do want to say as a disclaimer, Kendrick Bourne was a popular waiver wire pickup for me in leagues where I needed to start I needed a wide receiver like I just needed a flex or one league. I need to start a third wide receiver. Kendrick Bourne was going to be that guy for me because uh, it was going to be really him and Brandon Ayuk. You had to figure that Brandon Ayuk was going to draw Jair Alexander. Um, So Debo Samuel out for tomorrow. Brandon Ayuk was also listed as a high risk close contact. So he is out for tomorrow. So you could be looking at the starting um, wide receivers there of Trent Taylor and Richie James. You know, it serves the it serves the Niners right for cutting my guy a, a day before this all happened. You know <laughs> damn well Dante Pettis would get some run tomorrow. He would. If he was, he if would have been good too. Suck it! I would have played him, and I would have loved it. So I, I don't care. This team is dead to me anyway. Um, so with all of this being said, in a two quarterback league, are you still trusting Nick Mullins? With Jordan Reed, Ross Dwelly, Trent Taylor, Richie James, maybe Juwan Jennings. Mm, no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't think I will. The the Captain America line. No, I don't think I will. Um, I I just you know like what's the upside there? It, yeah. It, the the Green Bay defense isn't great, but it's I mean 
it's easily run on based on what Dalvin Cook did to them last week, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite despite having one of the best D tackles in the league in Kenny Clark. Um I think They're, it's they gonna are, be they are last in the league against running backs. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand. Um but I think it's a Jim Jamichael Hasty game. I think it's mm. a um probably a Jarek McKinnon game, but that's scary to say. Here's um, the problem with that though, especially with Hasty, because there's a very good chance that the Niners are losing a lot of this game. So they're they're not gonna want to just run the ball. So Nick Mullins is gonna have to throw at some point. And you have to think that McKinnon's gonna be the guy that he would throw to. But um, but either way, like um Green Bay has been has been decent against quarterbacks. They're they're the seventh best defense. They're only allowing 17 fantasy points per game to the quarterback position. The only guys that lit him up was my boy Kirk Cousins in week one. Uh, Drew Brees had a top 12 week in week three and then Deshaun Watson in week seven. But uh, my, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, and Kirk Cousins, again, all kind of struggled against Green Bay. Um, so I, I, I'm with you on the Nick Mullins thing. If you have Jermichael Hasty, chances are you probably have to start him just based on the opportunity that's going to be there. Um, I doubt with with the bye weeks and the injuries, I doubt there's a lot of better options that you have to have. I know I'll be starting hasty in a couple leagues that I have them. Um, and you could probably start Mc- I honestly think you could probably start McKinnon too because there's a chance that McKinnon catches a decent amount of passes because, again, it's Ross Dwelly, it's, it's Jordan Reed, and then it, it may be Jordan Reed. We don't even know if he's going to be activated. It sounds like he will be. but um, And then you have to think McKinnon's going to get a lot out of the backfield. For Green Bay... Go ahead. Sorry, really quick. How do you have it ranked? Do you have Hasty above? McKenna? I do. I have me, um, me too. I have Hasty at uh, twenty-two, and then I have McKinnon at twenty-nine. So they're not too far apart, but uh, right. but I do have McKinnon. Or I do have Hasty higher because I I think Hasty has more of the touchdown upside. I mean, you saw last last week he had twenty yards or whatever, but he did have two touchdowns. So yeah. um, then on the Green Bay side. Um, Speaking of COVID, uh, A.J. Dillon tested positive for COVID on Monday. Jamal Williams was a close contact, high-risk guy. So Jamal Williams is out for tomorrow. And um, we don't know what's going on with Aaron Jones. He was limited in practice today. They had a walkthrough yesterday, and he was limited in that as well. It sounds like he's going to be more of a game-time decision. Packers are an unbelievably cautious medical staff when it comes to their star players being hurt. I mean, you talked about with Devontae Adams, the tweet about how I guess they know my body more than I know my own. Um, Aaron Jones sound like he could have played last week, but they held him out again. Um, so right now, the only healthy running backs that the Packers are going to have are Dexter Williams and uh, Tyler Irvin. Irvin is coming back from an injury, and Dexter Williams is activated from the practice squad. <laughs> so you're, I, I, you, you've been tweeting about it today. You lean that Aaron Jones is going to play, correct? I I do and then I didn't and then I do again um because I don't you know like they're not going to risk losing to this beat up San Francisco team especially with like they they need to to keep up with teams like the the Seahawks um or yeah. you know the the football team or the Eagles you know with the two wins no but what I'm saying is like they they actually do have to keep up with good teams and just throwing away a win because you think you're doing 
yourself a favor by sitting Aaron Jones. I don't think they do that. Yeah, you, you don't know? even have under contract after this year. Right. Like, why not run him out? I, like, I'm not saying if he's hurt, make him play. I'm sure he wants to play. I'm and sure he it wants sounds to be like I, I did see a tweet earlier today that he's he's lobbying to play. He thinks he's he thinks he's good. he's ready. And again, he wanted to play last week. But and if you think about it, I mean, the Packers are five and two. The Bears are a half a game behind them. The Bears are five and three, which is unbelievable to me. But the Bears Disgusting. are the Bears are right behind the Packers for for that spot right now. So yeah, no, I mean, it's not like they can just pack it in for this game. Um, so I. I mean, I'm I, I'm looking elsewhere. If Aaron Jones is ruled out, I'm absolutely looking elsewhere. I'm not starting Dexter Williams. I'm not starting Tyler Irvin. I don't want to see what happens. Devontae Adams is going to get 25 targets, if that's the case. As for the receivers, um, so we talked about Tunyon a little bit in the rapid-fire start set. Um, Al Lazard has been practicing this week. It's a possibility that he's activated off IR. I honestly have no idea if he is. I, but I do think this is a chance for MVS to actually be relevant if Lazard is out. Uh, they they stood pad at the deadline yesterday. They didn't go get Will Fuller. Will Fuller. They couldn't agree on value for him. It sounded like the Texans wanted a second round pick. Packers didn't want to do that, uh, especially for a rental because they probably weren't going to end up paying Will Fuller at the end of the season anyway. Um, if Alan Lazard plays. I'd be okay with playing him as a flex. I don't. I, I. My guess is he's on some sort of snap count. I doubt that he that they just take the training wheels off him right away. But if he doesn't play, I would maybe flex Valdez Scantling because. Um, oh, you, you that face. You don't agree. You know, I. Randy convinced me that we should keep him on our our listener league team and. Since he said that out loud, I don't think he scored a fantasy point. He probably <laughs> has, but it, it feels like it, man. We started him a couple weeks ago, and he put up, I think, one or two points. He had one catch or something like that. So I don't, I don't know how reliable he is. Yes, the air yards are there. Yes, the targets are sometimes there. So but, playing, man. play. I mean, playing Valdez Scantling in a league. Anyway, it feels like you know how when like you're in a dark room and you don't want to turn the like you're looking for the light switch, you don't know where it is. There's a little bit of light coming through the window, and you're trying to you're trying to find your way across the room to find the light switch. Either you find the light switch and you turn it on, or you hit your toe on the world's biggest dresser. Like that's yeah. the two. This that's the scenario of putting Marquez Valdez Scantling in your lineup every. Either you find the light switch and he, he he he's great for you, or you hit your toe on the dresser and he gets one point. I like that. Also, side note: I lived in High Point, North Carolina, and the world's biggest dresser is actually in High Point. So, <laughs> fun fact. What the fuck? Really tie that but, back um, around. Obviously, if Lazard plays, I'm pr- I'm probably less uh, interested. Aaron, I, I, this is just going to be a bigger Aaron Rodgers game. I, get, I feel like, especially if they don't have Aaron Jones. Yeah, it's going to have to be. I think it's a massive Devontae Adams game, thirty yeah. plus points. Do you think the Packers are going to cover? Sure. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, it's almost easy money now with with you know three total weapons on the Forty ers All right. Yeah, um, so we have our start sits, but I'm guessing you have something to talk about first. Yeah. Let's let's first talk about mugs fly together. Um 
because they were nice enough to send us a start sit question. They're also nice enough to ship to you uh, anywhere you want, I think, anywhere in the U.S. at least for sure. And most of our listeners are in the U.S. So uh, they've got awesome mugs. We are big in England. That's true. We are in Spain for like three days. Um, (laughs) But uh, they have some awesome mugs. I keep talking about the Philly special one. I should probably go find another one that I like so I can talk about that one. But I really like the Philly special one. It's got the play design drawn on it. Um, but they have they have golf mugs. They have hockey mugs. Listen, right now is the time to get your Christmas gifts in line um, and, and just get that out of the way. So use our code CUT15 to get 15% off uh, any order. And uh, you'll get yourself a dope-ass mug. And then... We'll also talk about Thrive Fantasy because, obviously, it wouldn't be an episode of The Cut if we didn't talk about Thrive Fantasy. Um, I don't know how the content's coming to you, but we'll give you some advice on how to win and Thrive, which is player props. You choose 10 of the 20, and you basically... It it takes a a little more research than, like, DraftKings. Like Randy said on the last episode, with DraftKings, you're just kind of looking to find value all over the place. But with with Thrive, you're... (laughs) essentially forced to you know kind of know what you're talking about and and we help you out and you can use our code the cut uh and they will match anywhere between 20 and 50 dollars with 20 as the minimum up to 50 and uh they'll, they'll give you free money essentially so go download the app both of the the links for mugs fly together and thrive fantasy are in the description so click on that download that shit Use our promo codes. Download that shit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, go get cool things and win some money. Use your Thrive winnings to pay for your mug. So. <laughs> You're a dork. All right. Um, <laughs> let's, let, all right let's do it. Let's do some uh, starts of the week for week nine. Um, I'm going to start with the quarterback position. And this one I feel kind of ballsy about, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to say my quarterback start of the week is Drew Locke. So, Drew Locke, yes, or last week, yesterday, what the fuck? Um, so, Drew Locke was the first Denver quarterback to throw three passing touchdowns in a fourth quarter win since Christian's favorite quarterback of all time, Peyton Manning, did it in 2013. Um, Locke finished the week 26 for 41 at three touchdowns, 248 yards. Look, I get it. Drew Locke is scary to start in any format, but he gets to play the Atlanta Falcons, who, despite the last two weeks of Matt Stafford and Teddy Bridgewater kind of struggling finishing outside of the top 12, they are still the worst defense in football against the quarterback position, and it's not even close. And that's one game against Russell Wilson, one game against Dak Prescott. But you're talking Mitch Trubisky, Aaron Rodgers, Teddy Bridgewater, and Kirk Cousins. So, like, it can be done. And it can be done by relatively mediocre quarterbacks. Drew Locke should have Tim Patrick back for this game. He targeted Jerry Judy 10 times. So that's going, and I think that's going to continue. We talked about it. I have Jerry Judy ranked as a wide receiver, too. Noah Fant looks healthy again. He looked better in week eight. He looks like he's good again, and um, th- there's that there's that rapport that Drew Locke has with Albert O because they played together in Missouri. I get it. Again, 
Drew Locke isn't the greatest name to bring out there and start and feel good about for fantasy, but I'm playing the matchup. Weather's not going to be an issue. It's in Atlanta. It's going to be in a dome. So Drew Locke should be able to air the ball out. Falcons are going to score the other way. So I am putting my foot down for Drew Locke. I should have called it my lock of the week. God damn it. Drew Locke is my week nine lock of the week. That that would have been better the first time if you didn't have to correct it. But uh, no, I like it, man. I, I saw a lot of people say if you just lost Stafford for the week, Drew Locke is is a good play this week. Possibly lost Stafford. Stafford didn't test positive. He was just listed as a high-risk guy. So he could, if he tests negative enough times, he could be back. But yes, either way. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, since Randy, you know, left us high and dry over here, I'll I'll go next. Uh, so so my quarterback is Ben Roethlisberger. You know, I don't have a ton of analysis for this one because he's playing the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's all um, the analysis you need, Christian. Honestly, man. So quarterbacks versus the Cowboys are scoring the 14th most fantasy points, and that number would be higher if you know the running backs weren't also scoring a fuck ton of points. The Cowboys' defense is atrocious. It is Swiss cheese. Plus, and Drew Locker, ben, uh, Jared Goff is kind of bringing that down with his 11 fantasy points in week one. Yeah, yeah man, because Jared Goff, he's pretty meh. But uh, Ben Roethlisberger has looked great this year. He's 15th in the league in adjusted completion percentage. I think the emergence of Chase Claypool has been tremendous for him. I think the the combination of you know when Deontay Johnson leaves the game hurt, Juju Smith Schuster stepping into that it's role. A, it's not an if, but it's a win. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm saying over uh, under halftime. That's that's my bet this week. I think he goes out before halftime, but it won't matter because I mean the the four Steelers or the four receivers that the Steelers run out there, including James Washington, obviously might be the best like four in the league and so if one guy goes down they all step up i think ben has a massive day against the cowboys and and honestly like there is a chance that the steelers just their defense scores all the points um because dallas is going to be trotting out like sean said cooper rush or garrett gilbert but i don't think that'll be the case necessarily i think dallas tries to control the game but Ben just kind of explodes. I'm saying three tu- three touchdowns for Ben this week. Yeah, you got to hope that those three touchdowns come in the first half when they're already, you know, when they have to try still because, See, I mean, the, the Cowboys might have 80 total yards. Yeah, but we said that about the Jets and the Chiefs last week, and Pat Mahomes ended up playing the whole game, and he went off for like 450, didn't he? Sh- sure, but I oh, – yeah. He- the whole game. I lied. They definitely sat out for like yeah. nine minutes. But they're in there completely different offenses, so that's not fair. But um, I, I, I get your point, but at the same time, like, uh, Roethlisberger absolutely is a star. I mean, I have him as a top 12 quarterback. It's just your hope is that he does something before, um, you know, the Steelers. You, you, you almost have to hope that the Steelers don't have a defensive touchdown or anything like that, because if they do, then it's going to suck because they're yeah. not going to want to use them. Um, yeah. But no. Could, but, be a, could be a Benny Snell game, by the way. By the uh, gross. Um, <laughs> I should probably rank right. him then. <laughs> I don't have a break either. All right. Um, running backs. So I'm, I'm going to die on this hill, man. 
I'm I'm going I'm going back to the well. My start of the week at the running back position is David Johnson. So all we talk about in in, in especially with running backs is opportunity. Opportunity is the one thing that you want to focus on. David Johnson has had at least 18 touches in his last four games. He's had he's had at least 15 touches in every game this season. And the Jaguars defense right now is giving up an average of 31 running back touches per game, which is top six in the NFL. And um, they've allowed at least 11 and a half PPR points on seven different occasions per fantasy pros to opposing running backs. And that just makes like, this is a pretty obvious choice for me to be David Johnson because um, he, he's going to get the work. And I, we like, yeah, the whole word is that, oh, the, the Texans want to get Duke Johnson more involved. I've heard that shit for four straight fucking years, and it has never happened with any team that Duke Johnson has been on. So I don't care. Like, whatever. What do you mean? Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's but, fair. But, but David, uh, David Johnson. Sure, but it's clearly not just one team that's felt that way. It's every team he's ever been on. But I, I do think there's a possibility that David Johnson can have a two touchdown performance in this one. I don't think he'll hit 100 yards, but I could. I definitely think he'll get to 80, and I definitely think he'll score a touchdown in this game. It's probably fair. I don't know where I have him ranked, but I'm gonna go find out right now. David Johnson, RB 16. I have him oh, at nine. Yes. Yeah, and Sweet has him right now at fifteen. Randy again left us high and dry. <laughs> uh, so don't know what Randy hasn't ranked just yet. Um, no, I get it. I get it this week. I, I will also say the running back landscape again this week pretty ass. That's pretty. Not bad, really yeah. a fan of it. Um, all right. We're so were these guys teammates? My guy and your guy at one point. Mm, let was, me pull was up David Johnson traded after the draft? Yes, 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 yes. No, yeah, Chase Edmonds was on the team last year. Yeah, but David Johnson wasn't. Yes, he was. David Johnson got David Johnson got traded in this. He got offseason. traded this year. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I I just forgot because they also had Kenyon Drake yeah. um, last year. But yeah, so. they were all three of them were teammates. Yeah, so my guy is Chase Edmonds. Uh, so he plays Miami this week. Um, Listen, Kenyon Drake's been a disappointment. I get it. Uh, he's had a couple kind of like breakout games, and then, of course, he gets hurt. Um, you would think that, oh, like for the past four to five, probably ten years, Miami has been run all over. They're actually not that bad on defense this year. And and I sent something to Sean and Randy earlier this week. They are first in points allowed. Uh, so that's where where the defense can be ranked number one. But I will say, like Chase Edmonds has a ton of upside this week because of that. Because Miami's pass defense is is really quite good, and I don't think Kyler's going to be able to do everything that he typically does. Um, I do think that saying that a running back has pass catching upside when he's stepping in a new role, um some type of new role. I, I would assume he gets the bulk of carries. Um, I, I think it is a little risky, but Chase Edmonds' value comes from the pass catching work. What's crazy is they just haven't given him carries that much this year, despite his breakaway percentage being like 46th in the league or 14th in the league at 46%. Um, 
you know, I, I just, I really want to hop on the freaking Chase Edmonds train. Everyone is on board. They're all starting Chase Edmonds. He's projected for like 19 fucking fantasy points in sleeper, uh, in some scoring formats. I don't, I actually think that was like a point per first down league, but he's still projected for a shit ton of points. I know that Eno Benjamin's there. He'll probably take over some of the Chase Edmonds work um, from Chase Edmonds, who's taking over Kenyon Drake. But I love it. I'm I'm starting him. I have him as I believe RB seven this week, um, and I'm not even the highest of the three of us that have ranked so far. So I think I think if you have Chase Edmonds, you're starting him this week as a apparently an RB one. All yeah, yeah I, have him, I have him right behind his RB8 because he's already showed that he could have the pass-catching floor uh, that Kenny Drake really hasn't had this year. And then if you add in the the rushes that Kenny Drake had, and if they if most of them go to Edmonds, which they should. I mean, Eno Benjamin, I think, is the only other healthy running back right now. Um, it, it should make for a really, really good day for him. So I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, all right, I re- I didn't realize this until after the fact that I kind of paired up. I didn't go with the stack this time. I no, you know what? I did go with the stack, but um, it's it's my it's quarterback. One. It's well, I went quarterback tight end, but I also went running back wide receiver oh. the same team. So my wide receiver start of the week is Will Fuller. So Will Fuller, obviously, his name was in a lot of trade talks for um, especially the Packers, but we talked about it that the Packers didn't agree on value for him. So he's staying in Houston, which is a pretty good thing, seeing that you know exactly what you're going to get out of Will Fuller. He's Will Fuller scored in five straight games this year, which probably isn't going to happen again. But regardless, in games that he's been on the field and been healthy, 10 targets in week one, seven targets in week four, eight targets in week five against Jacksonville, 11 targets in week six, and six targets in week seven. Will Fuller is clearly Deshaun Watson's first option, even with the emergence of Brandon Cooks that's been happening in recent weeks. Like Will Fuller is still the guy that Watson's looking to first. Now, three of the last four matchups for Jacksonville, they've given up top 20 wide receiver performances. And one of those weeks was the wide receiver, uh, the, the second wide receiver finish for Houston already and will fuller in that game all he only had four for 58 in the touchdown on eight targets that was a lot of brandon cooks but i i let me put it this way the if 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 jacksonville has any chance to win obviously they're going to need to put up a bunch of points like neither of these defenses to me are going to stop each other nope. maybe houston but that's because i don't really necessarily trust jake luton as much as you do but um Will Fuller, like the cornerback matchups for Jacksonville, don't scare me. Will Fuller is again; he's one of uh, he's Deshaun Watson's favorite target, and he's uh, he's getting nine he's getting nine point two five yards per target. Um, I'm sorry, that's that's what Jacksonville's allowed this year, which is the sixth highest mark in the league. And again, Will Fuller's already done it. I think he's going to do it again, and I think this is going to be a big big week for him. Yep. You know my stance on Will Fuller. Um, dude's freaking dominant. You know, like I'm. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know if you said it in there. So it was a lot of stats to to try to take in. Um, I'm pretty sure he's been a top twenty four receiver every single week, except for his one dud, right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, that's 
That's that's some good consistency. Um, my guy is my dude, Terry McLaurin. He was just named a captain today, so I think they must have stripped Dwayne Haskins of that, which is shitty, but <laughs> uh, gave it to his former teammate. And so Terry McLaurin is facing the Giants this week uh, who just present like – a good matchup, not a great matchup. I will say James Bradbury has been fairly dominant, but we already know that Terry McLaurin got the best of him. Um, that I believe Terry McLaurin was a sit for me that week or close to it. Um, but he ended up with 12 targets. This was just three weeks ago. He ended up with 12 targets, seven catches, 74 yards, didn't find the end zone, uh, which is not rare in this football team offense. Terry McLaurin has two touchdowns all year, which makes making him a start of the week a little a little risky because his upside is often capped by Kyle Allen's incompetence and this whole offense uh, in general's incompetence. But, you know, the Giants, the, I feel like the, the football team defense might get worked a little bit by... By the Giants, I, I think the Giants, as much as I like to make fun of Daniel Jones, they move the ball well, and then he makes the mistakes. I think that this is going to be more of a shootout than than people would be led to believe. I'll tell you what, I am uh, looking at Terry McLaurin's remaining schedule, and I know some trade deadlines are this week. I know this is not even related to my start of the week whatsoever. But holy fucking shit, go trade for Terry McLaurin right now. He gets the Giants, Lions, Bengals, Cowboys, Pittsburgh, which aren't that great against receivers, uh, San Francisco, and then Seahawks, Carolina. Those are all plus matchups. So go trade yeah. for him right now. Trade for him today so you can start him this week because he's going to be a top 12 receiver. He didn't do it against James Radbury last time. He's coming off 22 fantasy points uh he's had more than 10 targets four times this year and each of those weeks other than the last game against the giants he finished as a wide receiver one i believe yes yes he finished as a wide receiver one so basically 75 percent of the time he gets 10 targets he's finishing as a wide receiver one i like those odds he's definitely getting 10 targets this week full send yeah i mean there's, I mean, who I, who else is going to get the freaking targets in that offense? I guess Logan Thomas, but yeah, um, it's Gross. it's going to be a big Terry McLaurin week, I think. Uh, yeah. So, you know what position the uh, Falcons are really bad at covering, other than quarterback, it's tight end. So All that's that, yeah, that too. But that's absolutely why I'm going with Noah Fant as my tight end start of the week. Um, the only time that the Falcons haven't given up a top 10 finish to a tight end was two. It's happened. It hasn't happened two times this year. And it's been the same guy. It's been Ian Thomas. Both times they play Carolina every other game this year, the tight end 10, tight end five, tight end two, tight end two, tight end nine, tight end six. Look, Noah Fant is healthy. Like I said, he's getting a bunch, he's running a bunch of routes. He ran 33 routes and had nine targets last week. While Albert, Oh, I'm not even going to try to say his last name ran only 12 routes and, and had one touched one target, which turned into a touchdown. But the Falcons are giving up the most points in the league to the tight end position. Um, they're allowing an 82% catch rate 
and a touchdown every 7.6 targets to the tight end, which is the second most in the league. Um, every single tight end that's played against the Falcons has had at least 55 yards or a touchdown. Um, and this is all per fantasy pros, but that includes guys like Robert Tunyon, Jimmy Graham, Dallas, or Dalton Schultz, Greg Olson, and Irv Smith. So Noah Fant, I think just based on those numbers alone, like I don't have to get in depth in like the, oh, well, he's being successful in these kind of routes. It's just, look, play your tight ends against the Falcons. This time, it's Noah Fant. He's going to go nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... <clears throat> the thing about tight end uh, is... Sean, I, I think I'm on your level of... Yeah, it's sucks. Yes. It's it's ass. So I, I had no idea who to pick for mine. Um, because my my tight end ones... Let me read them off to you. Um, I thought about making a Jordan Reed because I did rank him highly, not knowing if he's playing tonight. But so Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Jordan Reed, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, Noah Fant. Those are the only startable guys. That's eight guys. I don't even think Jordan Reed is technically like a must start guy. I mean, I guess if he he plays and he's healthy, he is. After that, you've got Tunyon, Gronk, Jared Cook, and then my tight end start of the week. Mike Gesicki. Um, I know things have been really, really bad for Mike Gesicki. I understand that. And I understand that it's been a while since Mike Gesicki has actually put up a good fantasy game. And and by a while, I'm week five against San Francisco, which blows my freaking mind. He had Warner on him. Why was he going off? Um, but I think this is week. The, the Cardinals aren't a good matchup. I have no justification for this whatsoever. I am just going with my gut, and I, it's telling me that the Tua-Mike Gesicki connection is going to come out because they did play together on on scout team a lot because Gesicki is not technically the starting tight end. He's just the big slot. One thing, I guess, this is my justification. I got, I found it in the <laughs> middle of it. They traded Isaiah Ford, who was a slot guy. So Gesicki will get more snaps. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna argue with you about not having justification for your tight end start of the week, Christian. I, yeah, I, I never. So Isaiah Ford, he played on you know 34 percent of snaps last week. So, so that means that Gasicki will get some more work in the slot. Maybe that's why they traded Ford is because they they're gonna say, oh, we're gonna roll out Gasicki. Listen, I don't know. I ranked him as a top 12 guy this week. That's why I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna start him because i don't roster him anywhere if you have him though and you're deciding between like him or who who is another guy in my top 12 him or like yeah him or tunyon i i would go with gasicki even though i have tunyon ranked higher and then like i have gasicki ranked over evan ingram i have him ranked over uh guys like hayden hurst um so fuck it put him in your lineup close your eyes Hope that that Tua Gasicki connection is real, and it comes out. So I'll tell you what: the Tua to anyone connection was not real last week. So, bro, I'm telling you, I'm closing my eyes and putting a guy in my lineup pretty much most of the time when it comes to tight ends, anyway. So I'm sure. right with you on that part. All Maybe right, the advocate uh, of of early tight ends from now on. That's definitely going to be a discussion for us in yeah. off season. Definitely. Um, 
but even but even so, Mark Andrews has been a big booming bust guy. Look, get Travis, just just draft Travis Kelsey if if, if yeah. you have the opportunity to just draft him. That's that's all we're gonna say. Um, all right, so some guys were out on this week, and uh, I, I Christian, I I I didn't do this despite you. I promise this this, this isn't just because of 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 your love for the guy. But uh, first guy I'm out on is Ronald Jones. Uh, you saw what happens when Ronald Jones doesn't play a mistake-free game. He fumbled in the first quarter against um, the Giants, and he was never heard from again. Um, so Leonard Fournette outtouched him 18 to 11 last week. Leonard Fournette also outtouched him the week before. Um, so with four, and that was 18 to 15. So this is a split backfield at the very least. Leonard Fournette was brought in by Bruce Arians, and it seems like more often than not, now that Leonard Fournette's healthy again, he's the guy that Arians wants to go to. And if 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 you if you want to know Christian's feelings about Bruce Arians, just go back to every other episode we've done up until this point since Leonard Fournette was signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let not only does do I don't do I not think Ronald Jones is the running back one on his team anymore? I think this is split and it's going to go towards Fournette and it's going to continue. The Saints are the fourth best team against the running back position, and that's the matchup for Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. So, like those two things combined, makes me want to pivot to any other option I possibly can over Ronald Jones. Fuck Bruce Arians, bro. I still have Ronald Jones ranked ahead of Leonard Fournette because, like, yeah, we talked about before. I'm not, though, because I do think, like, Arians is just just a big old fucking asshole. And I think what's going to happen is people are going to have that mindset where, oh, it's, it's Uncle Lenny's time. And then Ronald Jones isn't going to fumble. And then Ronald, Ronald Jones was on pace to vastly outsnap Fournette. I do think that, you know, the change could come if if Ronald Jones fumbles again. That was his first fumble of the year, and the motherfucker sat out for two quarters. <sighs> God, I hate Bruce Arians. Um, have you ever have you ever not seen him angry? Who? Bruce Arians. No, I don't. I don't think he no, knows what he's angry. doing. I'll I'll tell you what. Aaron Schill from our Jersey League, the the Schill dynasty mm-hmm. league that we're in uh so we follow each other on twitter you know name dropping people now but uh him and i got into an argument the other night because i think he's a big leonard fournette uh, guy you got into an argument with somebody on twitter that's like brand new information. Uh, <laughs> well normally I, it wasn't like an argument but he did make fun of me a little bit condescendingly i don't think he knew that i picked up on it uh but he told me i should be the coach i said at least I know good talent, good players. Ronald Jones is that. God damn it. All right, I'm going to move into my guys. I love um, getting you on those Bruce Arians rants. God, I fucking hate Bruce Arians. All right, and another thing I hate is the Dallas quarterback situation, which is why I am sitting Amari Cooper this week. I know how it sounds, but let me tell you some of the guys that I have ranked ahead of Amari Cooper this week. I have... Justin Jefferson. I have John Brown, although I saw he popped up on the injury report today, so that might change. Jerry Judy, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones, uh, fucking Michael Gallup. You know, I'm I'm taking a swing and I'm ranking Michael Gallup ahead of Amari Cooper because 
Amari Cooper's doing his thing where he 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 goes non-existent for a while and then he's going to get Andy Dalton a back. This, a lot of this isn't his fault. I agree. I agree. And but the situation is not better this week. I think if anything, the offense is going to look like it did last week when they just fed Gallup. I think it's going to be the same thing, except it might it might be CD. I don't think it's going to be Amari. I think the goal of that offense when they're playing one of these shitty ass quarterbacks is, oh, you're shading coverage towards our best receiver. Let's not throw it there because our quarterback is going to throw an interception because he sucks. Um, so I think that. That is what we see again. I am not playing Amari Cooper. I have him ranked. We, um, I have him ranked at wide receiver thirty-three. So, not not good, not good. Yeah, I, I have him at wide receiver twenty-four, and I don't feel good about it. I, I although I do feel like if one of these, it's it's possible that it's definitely possible that Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert look better throwing the football than Ben Nucci did. And I, I, I do feel, I mean, Danucci didn't target Cooper until half, like right before half. And he targeted him like four times total. I, I do feel like these new guys might come in and lean on Cooper, but even so like it, it, the whole thing just scares you. Yes. Yes, it does. And then my second guy, <laughs> this is another controversial one, um, but it, it, it really shouldn't be. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, we talked about Jordan Wilkins earlier. The Colts are, are playing the Ravens, right? That's yeah. that's not incorrect. Oh, okay. So the reason we were talking about Jordan Wilkins is because a, a report came out from a beat writer that Frank Reich is toying with the idea of starting Jordan Wilkins and bringing Jonathan Taylor off the bench as more of a spell guy, like what Wilkins is doing now. Add on to that that Jonathan Taylor has looked like fucking dog shit. Like he has looked atrocious. The clip that's cir- circulating on Twitter right now of him running into his linemen's uh, backs hmm. when there's a wide open freaking hole on the left side. I don't. I don't know what's up. I don't think he was hurt last week. I think Frank Reich was trying to save uh, his his reputation. I am not, you know, I, I sent out a trade offer for Jonathan Taylor and immediately regretted it, but I, I, they didn't accept and I feel good now, you know, like I, I don't think I would want to start Jonathan Taylor this week. I have him ranked at another big shocker here, folks. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, RB30. At least the rankings pulled up so you can find out quickly. Yeah. He's he's a RB thirty for me, so you know I'd start him as a flex if I had no other option. But if you know Randy and I specifically, we would have a better option. We we don't really tap into like I would start Jermichael Hasty over Jonathan Taylor this week pretty easily. I would yeah. start Jarek McKinnon over him. Um, which, I'm I'm currently sitting on a trade offer in one league from Brandon. Um, he's offering me. Jonathan Taylor and Deontay Johnson for Stephon Diggs and Philip Lindsay. And I'm I'm not sure what to do because I need the upgrade at running back, but I don't know if that's an upgraded running back by getting Taylor to add to the guys I have already because I lost Gaskin too for three weeks. Yeah. I don't I don't think Jonathan Taylor's an upgrade for the Colts from Wilkins. So yeah. 
the Trout Richardson, the Trout Richardson comparisons are starting to get thrown out there, man. I know, and you know who started that? This it guy. No, it no, stop it. I think it might have been, but <laughs> it probably wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't. All right, but I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of your sit with Jonathan Taylor, and I'm not chasing the points this week with Naeem Hines. Let me read off the points per game. Uh, or the points that Naeem Hines has had in every game but week one where he had two touchdowns and week eight where he had two touchdowns. Zero on a week where I started him. Six, three, three, and three. Look, Naeem Hines is, was my pick for a guy that is going to blow up on days that you don't start him and then days that you do start him, he's going to either give you a zero, which he did to me week two, or you're going to be extremely disappointed. And that is going to happen in this one. Again, you talked about it with Baltimore Christian, that Baltimore is a very, very good defense. They're very good against the run. And when you factor in um, both rushes and receptions to the running back position, the Ravens have allowed the fewest PPR points per opportunity to running backs. Again, this is for fantasy pros. Um, They've allowed just three touchdowns on 168 touches to opposing running backs. And if even if the Colts are down in this game, which you have to think they're going to be, if Phillip Rivers has to throw, I get the feeling he's going to look elsewhere. Um, the the uh, Steelers have very athletic linebackers, guys that even if you get a guy like Naeem Hines out in space, they're not going to be too far behind. And Naeem Hines, all of his... All of his, um, not valuableness, all of his worth, I guess I can't figure out the word I'm looking for, um, comes in obviously in the passing game. But if Rivers isn't going to look his way, he offers nothing to you. It's a terrible matchup. I'm not playing him. Even I'm not chasing the points. Yeah, man, I... Uh... I tried to pull Hines out of my lineups. There is a couple of leagues. I have to start him again. And, you know, I said that last week. I said, oh, fuck. I have to start Naheem Hines. And then he literally got me a win. Without Naheem Hines, I would not have won in our dynasty. And I needed that because our division, Sean, I think you're in my division in there. That sounds right. We have divisions? The original dynasty. I had no idea we had divisions, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I think it's trash, and I want to kill Randy right now because I'm in fourth in the division at five and three. Fourth in his division is two and six. We need an, a, an alignment, a realignment. Uh, yeah, you're. You know who's. You know who's in third place in that division. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you it's are. Me. It's By me. a lot of points. By a lot of points. <laughs> Just a shit ton. I, I also most points in the league right now by two. Frank is Frank has me by two points. I uh I just realized that I don't have someone starting. So I I I just about panicked for a second, uh, thinking I was gonna lose again. I don't think I will, but uh yeah, so I guess what we should have done is said sit the whole indie backfield. I personally though, if I'm starting uh, a running back on the Indianapolis Colts this week is Jordan Wilkins. Oh, you are ridiculous. I know. I know I am. But sometimes the ridiculousness pans out. And so it's not going. <laughs> we're just going to hope. We're just going to hope. But yeah. 
I would sit all three. I would find a different option. I will say, you know, this feels like a decent Zach Pascal week. I still don't know how to say that motherfucker's name. Is it Pascal? No, I think think it's Pascal. Okay. Yeah, we don't know what's up with T.Y. Hilton. We don't know if he's going to play or not. Well, plus Marlon Humphrey is out because he tested positive. Yeah, the entire Ravens defense tested positive. Yeah, The entire Ravens defense is close contact. I know. But I still don't want to play Jonathan Taylor or Dianne Hines. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right. All right. That's enough uh, sits, starts, everything else talk for today. Yeah, I agree. Do you have anything else that you want to add to this? Uh, no, just just kind of reiterate that have no I no idea what the fuck's going to happen on Saturday for the DFS show. Um, good news is I don't work Sunday. So maybe I'll see if uh, – Someone from the industry wants to join, join us, join or me. Just, or just have Nikki join you and see if she knows what she's talking about. Oh my God. That would be the worst content we've ever put out. And we've put out some, <laughs> we some have stinkers. put out, some, we've put out. Some <laughs> yeah. Also, so do we record? Yeah. I should mention too. And I, I feel like I've laid off of it a little bit. We're still ranking very accurately. Um, like, we, you should definitely go check out our rankings. Uh, despite the fact that Randy and Sean haven't finished theirs completely. Whoa, whoa, what? Mine are you, in. Oh, yeah. you're right. You have. You have. Yeah, Sweet you has. I'm sorry. So, despite the fact that Randy and, and Sweet have not finished theirs, my apologies, Sean. Um, th- they will be updated tomorrow and they will help you win. Even if they don't help us win, they'll help you win. And that's all that matters. So go to thecutffb.com slash rankings. I am also working on an article, I think. Haven't started it. Uh, So I'm supposed to do a Chase Edmonds uh, All-22 analysis, which would really have been awesome to drop at the same time as making it my start of the week, but did not get to it. So uh, (laughs) that will come out before Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It's been a busy week at work. Uh so yeah, but check out the website, the ffb dot com. A lot of content coming out. Also, go listen to Monday's episode. We did a redraft and I think it was pretty cool. Um, because I listened to it back and I think I, I don't think people would would have analyzed it the way we did. I think we we look forward to the rest of the season as well, not so much what's what's happened already. And I think it was good content. It, it could give you some trade targets. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I got nothing. Um, gonna probably watch that Thursday night game and be kind of grossed out by the guys that are on the field for the 49ers. Uh, gonna be guys that we've never heard of or guys named Trent Taylor. Gross, dude. Should be suck. see this is so disappointing, man. This would be this would be fuck Dante Pettis, man. This would be a Dante Pettis week, and I'm so disappointed. But he yeah, is the but, member of the New York football giants. So let's see how that goes. Speaking of which, he can't play this week, right? He's got a quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. But also smart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I got, I got nothing else. So stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned for Randy's ranking. Or, uh, we'll tweet out his start to the week, too, once he brings those to us and then get the rankings out there. But 
All right, for Christian Williams, I'm Sean Ward. Good luck in week nine. We'll talk to you next week. We gone.